Hey, thanks for tuning in to the Highmark Church Podcast. Our heartbeat is to help people find and follow Jesus. So we pray this message encourages you, strengthens you, and helps you pursue the purpose Jesus has for you. Uh, we're going to talk about thankfulness. I think going into a week like this, it's a week where it just pops up on our radar. It's a moment where we can be thankful. And I love that life is full of celebration moments. It's full of moments where, man, God, like we see awesome, uh, I guess, joyful times in our life. We have, uh, uh, we have an experience in life where, man, I pray that all of us have moments in life where we just experience kind of that positive, like, uh, joyful moments of celebration or, man, I, uh, a relationship clicked or something happened with that or, um, man, I, I try to think, like, you got the job that you were hoping to get. There are all kinds of, like, great high moments. Even as we were singing the song, there's those, those mountaintop moments that we feel in life. I think that's part of it. That's part of, like, the journey with uh, uh, through life and with God, that we're all going to experience those types of things. But the reality is, and I wish I could say it was different, that if we just accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, it would be like smooth sailing, and we would have no more junk in life. We would just have, you know, we could just put on the rose-colored glasses, and everything would just be perfect and great. But the reality, and I don't want to, we're real people around here. Uh, that's one of our values. We, we just want to be real and authentic. So the reality is that that's not true. That's not how it works. The reality is we're gonna have disappointment. We're gonna have unhappy moments. We're gonna have challenging things in our life. And I think in a season like this, when we come back to a theme like thankfulness, we have to realize that that is a theme that we can pull into our everyday life. It's not just a holiday. It's not just a, a moment. You see, because times in our life that we're gonna, be, we're gonna experience disappointment might be like the, uh, the plans that we had for our life, the, something that we were hoping to do, it didn't pan out the way that we were hoping, and so we get disappointed about that. Maybe we make some mistakes in our life, we make some bad choices, and the consequences of which are devastating. Sometimes the consequences that we face for some of the choices we make that aren't of God actually, uh, actually sideline us. They actually, uh, I, I say we deal with the consequences of those mistakes sometimes for a number of years even after. Maybe someone, you've had someone hurt you in, in life. You've had someone hurt you and you just felt betrayed uh, at times. You see, there's going to be disappointment that we're all going to face, uh, but you don't, maybe you don't get that promotion or that job that you're hoping to get for. Or maybe your disappointment is as simple as this, as you show up at Chick-fil-A on Sunday <laughs> and you forgot that they're closed. <laughs> Happened to me a few weeks ago. I thought, I'm going to slide up in there and get me a sweet tea. And man, there was no one in the parking lot. And you know, there's never no one at, at Chick-fil-A unless they're closed. And so, man, what a disappointing uh, thing. You, maybe you had uh, moments like that. And uh, as we celebrate Thanksgiving, I'm reminded, hey, Thanksgiving should be part of our everyday life. It's not a holiday. It's not a moment. Actually, the Bible talks about Thanksgiving and Thanksgiving to God. And I, I'm reminded, listen, God wants us to uh, live a life of Thanksgiving my family, I, I think I grew up loving Thanksgiving the most. Now, Christmas is awesome, right? You get the gifts, but man, the food at Thanksgiving and the football and the family and like just give me all the stretchy pants that I can have, okay, right? Because the pie, the pumpkin pie, and uh, you might have one of those favorite foods or something that you're excited about, but my family, uh, I think our, we had the most tradition around 
our Thanksgiving holiday. One of the things my dad started when I was younger is uh, before we, we sat down to eat the Thanksgiving meal, and my family, I don't say, was always the most expressive and didn't always talk about our feelings uh, all the time and how much we appreciated and we loved each other. But my dad started at Thanksgiving putting a couple kernels of corn on everyone's plate. We'd sit down to eat, and the tradition was that before we, we ate and prayed for the meal, we would just stop and take a minute and share a couple things that we're thankful for about the people around our table. And I can't remember how many times that we ended up eating cold food because <laughs> that moment just turned into a moment where uh, we were just speaking words of life into one another and uh, just a powerful moment as our family. And you probably have different traditions. You know, it could be just, hey, let's eat and let's football and let's have some fun or let's do this. Uh, and those are all great things. But it reminds me of how powerful having a posture of gratitude and thanksgiving can be in our life. That God doesn't want us to just have it in a moment, but that we should carry that through all parts of our life. We should carry that through every uh, day of our life. You know, some of us, you know, uh, we forget about being thankful as soon as we get to Kohl's on Good Friday, or Black Friday, I'll say Good Friday, on Black Friday, and we, we see Kohl's cash like in our, uh, down in all the people going for it, and in our view, it's like all we can see is that, and we lose that gratitude or we, that thankfulness. <laughs> I don't know if I have any Kohl's cash, but that was just popped in my head. But, um, but sometimes that, that just kind of it distracts us immediately. And we forget to be thankful, but it's something I think we got to apply to our, our life all the time. We got to keep it. It's something that's healthy. Actually, science has done studies and proven that people that are thankful and are gracious or have gratitude in their life, it says that they, they figured out that they sleep better. They figured out that uh, they... There was actually one study where they just challenged people to say, hey, take 15 minutes before you go to sleep and just write, journal the things that you're thankful for in your day. And those people slept longer and uh, more soundly and just came out rested. And I thought, man, I need to do that. That is so helpful. Maybe they, uh, thankfulness, they also have found you carry less stress and anxiety. It's healthier for your body. You're not, you're not caught up in just all this stress. And they live longer. The people that are just gracious or are thankful and have gratitude, they just live longer, have healthier lives in general. So listen, I'm just purposed in my heart. I need to be more thankful on a regular basis. It's not about the one moment and it's not about the holiday, uh, but it's about every day. Living a life of gratitude and that my happiness won't be tied to material things or how I'm feeling in the day, but it's going to be tied to my gratitude for all that I have. It shifts my perspective. It shifts my thinking. And today we're going to look at Colossians chapter 1. If you have your Bibles, flip open with me. And if you have a Bible app, you can turn with me to Colossians chapter 1. And we're going to just look at a couple verses that the Apostle Paul, he writes to the church in Colossae that uh, he's just kind of given them an encouragement. And he starts out with an encouragement of thanksgiving. But he's not saying, listen, just give thanks for all the things that you have, all the material things that you have. He's actually shifting their thinking to giving thanks to God and putting God back at the center. Now, the reason for this is, you see, the church at, at, in Colossians, they had they had really kind of strayed away from when Paul had been there preaching and teaching and that church was established, they, they kind of 
uh, got wrapped up in some cultural things. They got a little distracted. The, re- the reason that Paul, in these verses that we're going to read in just a moment, encourages Thanksgiving is because they had kind of brought in some Greek mysticism and, and uh, kind of had uh, elevated angels and stars and celestial beings that they were worshiping along with God. And Paul is there right here in these verses. He's like shifting their thinking back. And he's saying, listen, it's not about all of that mystical stuff. It's about the one true God. And it's about our thankfulness to him. And in verses one, uh, in verses 11 through 14, I want to just read that this morning. It says, uh, Paul writes to them and he says, we also pray that you'll be strengthened with all his glorious power. So you'll have all the endurance and patience you need. May you be filled with joy always Thanking, uh, thanking the Father, there it is, he's telling us, thank the Father. He has enabled you to share in the inheritance that belongs to his people who live in the light. And he says then, for he has rescued us from the darkness. He had transferred us into the kingdom of his dear son who purchased our freedom and forgave our sin. Right there, it's like he just lands it right there and says it comes back to Jesus. It comes back to God the Father who initiated uh, Jesus coming to earth so that we could have life. And he says that right there that if we keep a posture of gratitude and thankfulness that it shifts things. And I want to, if you go back to the previous slide, I want to look at it real quick at the, that scripture there because it says, listen, I'm praying, Paul's saying, I'm praying that you're strengthened and by the God's glorious power and you'll have the endurance and the patience that you need. So here he's saying, listen, I'm praying these for you, for you. I'm praying that you have the endurance and the patience as you walk through life. Now, I know those are things that I need. I know that as I pursue God and I want to grow closer to God, that I need endurance, that this isn't a sprint, that it's a race. And I need God to help me in that. And so Paul here is saying, listen, you need to have the endurance and you need to have the patience. And then he flips real quick and he says that if you keep a thanksgiving to God and he ties the two together, that patience and endurance comes from a posture of gratitude. And he says, give thanks to God. That's how we maintain this endurance. That's how we run the race well, is that we just keep a posture of gratitude and thanksgiving and we point it to God. And that's the challenge we see right here in Colossians. And and Paul's saying, listen, you're gonna be strengthened. Uh, uh, You're gonna have the endurance. You're gonna have the patience to see what God does in your life when you just keep a heart of thankfulness. When you keep your eyes focused on the good things that God has done in your life. So I'm challenged by that. I'm challenged. God, help me to do that because you know what? The reality is in life sometimes I focus on all the things that are going wrong. Is anybody with me in this morning? Come on, you were honest. You're to say, I'm with you. You focus on what didn't happen, what could have been, what should have been, and you get frustrated. You get upset by it. You're like, man, I don't know. And, and you, you can get so sidetracked by those things. But here Paul's saying, listen, keep your attention. Keep your focus on the thanksgiving uh, and lifting up God. And so I'm reminded. And then he, in the verses that right follow that, he just talks about this. He talks about what we should do or why we should keep our thanksgiving on God. I want to just say, hey, I want to give you a couple things this morning of why Paul is saying that God deserves our thanksgiving 
our thanks, why he deserves our heart of gratitude towards him. Uh, and the first thing is this. He says, listen, he says, you have an inheritance that was given by God the Father. And it's inheritance that is given freely to us. Now, now that word inheritance is important. That word inheritance means that we didn't do anything to earn it, that it was a gift, that it was given to us, that it was given freely to us. And so Paul's saying, listen, you can give thanks to God, you should give thanks to God because you have an inheritance, that God has done the work, like he initiated the salvation that we can receive through Jesus Christ because he loved us. That's what John 3.16 says, like God so loved the world, he so loved you that he sent Jesus so, he, so that you could be made right in him, so you could have a relationship with him, that you could be forgiven for the wrong things in your life, the things that you've done wrong, and you could be made new in Christ Jesus. And he's saying, listen, you have an inheritance that comes from God the Father, and he gave it to you freely. He bestowed the inheritance. He gave it to you. Now, if God gave it, the only requirement for us is just to be capable of receiving it. Our only requirement, the only thing that we have to do in our job is to say, identify that, hey, we can be sons and or daughters. We can be children of the most high God and that now we receive this inheritance of salvation and new hope and all we have to do is be capable of possession, of possessing that, in, that salvation and grabbing hold of it and saying, I receive it. And that, that's so freeing and that helps us get our mind around what God has done for us that we can have a posture of thanksgiving really because, hey, he gave it freely. It's inheritance that we have. Like we get the kingdom of God. We get, the, we get uh, all the ways his spirit can work in our heart and the things that he can do in our life. We get it for free. All we have to do is just be there to receive it. And that's what Paul there, he says, listen, give thanks and, and when you give thanks, because he has shared the inheritance, he's given it to you freely. So all we have to do is receive it. The other thing Paul mentions here, the reason that we should give thanks to God is that he has given us an escape from the darkness. You see, the reality is we have to identify or realize that all of us have a darkness in us. It's something we we carry, we have sin, we have, we have, uh, we're being made new in Christ Jesus, but we thank, we're thankful for that. But God has also brought us out of our dark ways, uh, brought us out of our sin. He's, he's doing a work in our life. And we have to recognize that our own brokenness and our own unworthiness, we did nothing to deserve this inheritance, but he gave us a pathway to escape the darkest parts of our soul, of our life our sin, and he did that for us. So that puts us in a posture of thanksgiving that, hey, he, we don't have to, we can, uh, we can look back on our life and, and recount the things that God has done and brought us through or the ways that he's changed us. And we can say, listen, that was where I was, but God has brought me out of that. He brought me out of that darkness, and that gives us that posture of thanksgiving. The other one is this, Paul mentions right there. He says he get, God gives us a kingdom transfer. He says he transfers us from the kingdom of darkness 
and our own demise to the kingdom of God. Other parts of the Bible talks about us being a royal priesthood. Think about that, like being stepping into a kingdom of God, that you're an heir, that you're, you're a joint heir of the kingdom of God so that you have an inheritance now, that you're a royal priesthood, priesthood the Bible says, that you're set apart. And God has transfer, transferred you from the dark side to the, to, the, to the kingdom side, to what he is doing and to the light. And I'm thankful that God has made that transfer. And it's the best transfer that you could ever receive. I was reading not too long ago this news story about a couple in Georgia. Happened just this year. That all of a sudden, one day, they realized that a transfer had been made into their bank account for $120,000. How many people think that's a transfer you could get behind in your bank account? Come on. I would would see that, and man, I would be like, praise the Lord. Um, And that's maybe what they did. They said, praise the Lord. And then they immediately went out, and they spent that $120,000 as fast as they could. Well, it wasn't too long before the bank realized that they made an error and the teller had put the wrong uh, numbers on tied to someone's account. So someone was missing $120,000, but this other couple was surprised to find that they had $120,000 in their bank account. I think, you know, they spent it, they got caught up with, they actually got in trouble because they have to now pay it all back. The beauty of the kingdom of God, though, is that we receive a transfer like that, like a windfall, but it's free. There's no payback. God calls us to live it out, to spend it, to, and he's blessed us in that type of way, and then we get to just, uh, we get to operate and move in that, in that spirit that God has given us. And I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful that should, that should shape our thankfulness to God should shape who we are. Now, I think when we're thankful, we actually get a glimpse of who God is. We get a glimpse of his character. And that's what Paul is saying here. He's saying, listen, keep a heart of thanksgiving because that's gonna give you, that's gonna give you glimpses of God at work. That's gonna give you a glimpse of his character and who he is. When I was a kid, I had a lot of great intentions and wanted to help out my dad one time and said, hey, dad, I'll wash the car. My dad had this older Buick, but it was nice. It was a nice Buick. I mean, it floated down the road and it had leather seats and, and the power seats went up and down and sideways and front and back. And I mean, man, it was a great car. And my dad loved it. And I said, dad, hey, I wanna wash your car. So I got all this stuff together to wash my car and I'm probably like 11 or 12 at the time. And I know how to wash a car. I've done it with him before, but I thought, hey, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna wash the car. It was a warm day out. And uh, I, I grabbed the old peanut-shaped sponge. Have you ever seen one of those? We had one in our garage, and it was like, that was the car-washing sponge, okay? And, and we washed our cars back then. We just didn't walk through, you know, go through the crew car wash, or uh, we, we actually did it by hand. And uh, I remember I washed the car, and I get it all, like, done and dried off. My dad comes out, and he sees that the entire hood of the car had been scratched, very, very tiny, tiny scratches. And as I washed the car, somehow, some way, a tiny pebble had gotten lodged in that peanut-shaped sponge. And as I washed the car, at 11 years old, I scratched the entire hood of that car. And it was just the tiniest scratches all over the whole top of that car. 
And in that moment, I just, my dad could have reacted in a number of ways. He could have yelled at me. He could have chased me down the street with the hose. I don't know, but he could have just, I felt like, I felt like, man, I felt like such a failure. I felt like, man, I tried to do something good and I totally blew it. And I actually did extensive damage to my dad's car. And I think one of the biggest impressions in that moment that was left on me even to this day is that my dad just reacted with grace. He reacted with such grace to me. and He said, oh, that's a bummer, but it's okay. He saw the heart. He saw where I was at, that I was trying to do this. And I got a glimpse in that moment of my father and the grace that he gave to me. And I think sometimes when we're thankful, we have to realize our thankfulness helps us get glimpses of our, of our God. It helps us get a glimpse of his character and his goodness. It helps us get our perspective right and shift it back to that. And, um, and the bottom, kind of the bottom line of this verse and what Paul is saying, he's saying, listen, if you keep gratitude and thankfulness at the, at the top of your, your list and your reactions and you carry that through life, he says this, he's, he's, the point he's getting through to the church in Colossae is that, listen, gratitude turns the routine and the regular into revelation of God. I'm thankful for that. That gratitude turns the routine and the regular into the revelation of God. And that's the bottom line. I want you to grab hold of that right there today. Is that saying, and we'll put it on the screen, that gratitude turns the routine and the regular into the revelation of God. What happens is as we're thankful and as we identify God's thankfulness, then we start to look at things a little bit different. We start to see him at work in our life. So how do we do that? You say, listen, you might in moments like this, you're, you're thinking a message, you're hearing this message and you're reading this scripture and Paul, uh, that Paul's saying and you're saying, listen, I got it, Don, I have gratitude. You, you can take moments like this and reflect on your life and think and, and recount all the things that God is doing and you can say, yeah, I've got gratitude, but I know how it is. I'm in the same place as you sometimes. It's easy to have gratitude in moments of reflection where we just sit back and we pause, but I think it's harder for us to put it into action. I think it's harder for us to live in, with our life and, and not just in reflection, but in our actions, carry thankfulness and gratitude. Because the reality is you're gonna run into some people that are rude to you and you're not gonna wanna be thankful. You're gonna run into demands at work that are stressful and challenging, a boss that's critical and, and harsh to work for, and you're not gonna to wanna to be thankful. You're gonna have a friend that maybe is gonna be mean to you or say something. They're acting in a way that is discouraging to you and frustrating. You're not gonna to wanna to be thankful in that moment. You're gonna have a family member that knows you know, they know how to get on your last nerve. You might encounter them this week right here. They might be around your Thanksgiving table and you're gonna just experience them in that moment. You gotta be like, Lord, I'm thankful. Even for them, God bless their heart, you know. Um, you are gonna have moments when you might run into that person that's got 27 items in the 10 item express checkout lane. And those are the moments you gotta be thankful. Listen, these are all the moments that I'm recounting in my own life and all the moments that I'm like, 
I have one thing. You have 27. Get over there in the long line. God help me. God help me to be thankful. First Thessalonians is a great, another reminder. Paul writes to the Thessalonian church. He says, be thankful in all circumstances for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. It doesn't get any simpler right there than just the explanation and just saying, hey, be thankful in all circumstances. And so I'm challenged. How do, how do I be thankful in every circumstance in my life? How do I catch myself in moments of discouragement or disappointment or challenge, like those moments where I just get frustrated by something? How do I catch myself and keep my focus on God? And I think we see... Uh, through scripture, that our thankfulness is gonna reveal God. Let me give you a couple ways that today, before we, we wrap up and before we close this morning, how does our thankfulness reveal God? And the first thing I wanna tell you, you're gonna experience the power of God, the character of God, the nature of God is. He's gonna be revealed as you're thankful and you carry that attitude of gratitude in your life. I'm just rhyming. You know, watch out, I might break out in a rap right now. So, but listen, Please don't. You don't want me to do that. But listen, when our thankfulness is going to reveal God. How does it do it? When we give thanks, first is this. When we give thanks, we're going to give God the credit. We put God as the source. We put God as the one that deserves. We're acknowledging. We take a moment to be thankful, and we pause, and we, we shift our attitude towards thankfulness. Then we're actually, we're thankful to God. We're thankful for all that he's done, and we put him in the driver's seat of our life. We've given him the credit that he's, he's due, and he deserves. Our value, one of our values is we keep Jesus at the center. So listen, what we do as a church isn't about us. It isn't about how well we do, but it's about lifting up the name of Jesus. It's about always giving him him credit. And the things that he is doing through our church or us is just a blessing. And we're thankful for the ways that he does it. But we want to always give credit to him. We always want to put him at the center because it's not about us, but it's about lifting up the name of Jesus. So we'll, without apology, always acknowledge and say, listen, it is Jesus. It is God that has given us the inheritance. And we acknowledge all that he's done. You acknowledge that God was the one that uh, brought you to this moment. That maybe it's a challenging moment, but it's an opportunity that he's given you to grow and do something. He wants to do something in your life in that, even that challenging and that disappointing moment. He wants to speak something and encourage you or, or grow you in a certain way. The second thing we see too is that not only do we, when we give thanks to God, we give him credit, but when we give thanks, we take notice of God's faithfulness. I found that when, I, when I'm thankful towards God, it reminds me of all the other times that he's been faithful. And, he, and I'm thankful for all the times that he's seen me through. And suddenly, what it could have been a challenging moment or an unhappy moment, my perspective shifts and I realize, hey, God's in control of even this moment. And I realize that there's a track record in my life where God has been at work. And when we give thanks, then we're reminded of that. And you know what that does? That gives us the encouragement and the persistence and the, uh, the fortitude to go for it. Just like Paul saying, listen, when you're thankful, you're going you're gonna to recount those things. He's like, you're going you're gonna to make it through if you just keep your focus on the thankfulness. And the third thing is this. Let me land it here, is that when we give thanks, obstacles turn to opportunities. That's where God does the supernatural sometimes. 
And sometimes we're, we're wanting God to work in supernatural ways. We're wanting him to say, hey, I'm going to change that situation. And we're looking for God to work and change that person or change that relationship or fix something at work or fix something in our life. And, and we're in that moment and we're giving thanks and we're like, oh, God, thank you for all you're going to do. You're going to change their heart. But maybe we don't realize that God has put that obstacle in front of us. And it's not the miraculous thing that he's, he's going to do isn't in the situation or the other person, but it's in our own heart. And suddenly he shifts things in our minds and shifts things in our hearts that when we give thanks to him, that suddenly we start to look at obstacles before and they look at opportunities. And that opportunity sometimes is for us to grow and see the God's miracle in our life and see what he can do. You see, God wants us to keep a posture of thankfulness and gratitude. And that's where we'll see his hand at work over and over in our life. So if we're going to be persistent, as Paul says, if we're going to be encouraged, if we're going to be strengthened, that we have to carry some thankfulness into it. We have to carry that in our life. And I think it's not just something we celebrate one day or one week or a, or, or a particular season of the year. It's something that we got to carry as Christ followers every day. Paul's saying, carry this, carry this, because as God is doing a work in you, carry a thankful heart. You see, thankfulness, I think, shapes our worship. You see, thankfulness isn't just about a feel-good. It's not us just being, it's not, this isn't a self-help talk. But what happens is when we're thankful, we get to moments when in life, it actually, we have an opportunity to give worship to God. We have a moment to lift up the name of Jesus. And actually, when we're thankful, it helps us enter into a worship moment easier. I think even as a church, we're a church, we value the presence of God. We want God to work in this place. I pray we never show up here and we're just saying, oh, you know what, I'm going through the motions. But I pray that we're a church that as we kick off that first song of worship, that we are coming in with hearts thankful and overflowing with God's gratitude and what he's done, that you know what, we're ready to worship him. We're not here just to sing a couple songs because the band is good and, and they're doing a good job, but we're here to let an overflow of thankfulness lead us into the presence of God as we thank him for what he's done. And we're a church that will always lean into the thankfulness to the to worship into the presence of God because he is faithful because we've seen him do miracles. We've seen him transform hearts. We've seen him break things free in our life. And that's the joy. And that's why we can come back to it. And we can have that posture of gratitude and thankfulness. And that's going to shape our times of worship. So let me tell you, if you come in on a Sunday and you're like, I'm not feeling it today, just take a moment and start writing your gratitude list. If you're in that moment that the, the clock is counting down before we kick off that first song, for every second that ticks off, list something that you're grateful for and let that be a condition, something that shapes your moment as you step into worship because when we are thankful to God, then we can only be compelled to worship him. We can only, you might say, man, some people really get into worship. There's some hands lifted. There's some people just passionate about worshiping in the music time. But listen, that comes of an overflow of thankfulness of what God is doing in our life. And I want to be a church that that is marked by that. That our thankfulness is focused on God the Father, the free gift that he's given us, and just let that overflow. Let his spirit and his presence move through us.
Thanks for tuning in today. We'd love to have you join us on Sundays at Highmark. Go online to highmark.church to get all the details and plan your visit. Remember, God has a high calling for your life, so keep pursuing your purpose.